creating rapid change over debilitating life adversities through meditation, hypnosis, and energetic methods is the theme of episode number 135 of Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller, featuring a conversation with the worldwide leader in creating rapid change for life's difficult problems, Wendy Friesen. It's like a future memory, but my brain holds it as real. And it's filled with confidence and success and the happiness and the gratitude and the love for what I'm doing. So when I come back from that future moment in my mind, come all the way back to the present moment, my brain brings with it that belief that this has already happened. And it makes people operate totally differently. Hi, this is Esther Julianne McDaniel, the author of When Memories Leave, all about overcoming brain injury and family dysfunction. Dr. Brad Miller is here helping you to overcome adversity to achieve your promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Hello, good people, and welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. This is the podcast where we help you to move beyond adverse life conditions and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. You can head over to our website, drbradmiller.com, to find lots more resources and a free gift for you there. Today, we are talking with Wendy Friesen, who blogs at wendy.com, that's W-E-N-D-I.com. Wendy is a worldwide leader in creating rapid change that helps you to navigate life's most difficult problems. She overcomes some really difficult circumstances in her life, being flat broke, a single mother of two with no help and no resources, and she created a transformational business that helps people transform over their problems utilizing, among other things, medical hypnosis, which helps people respond and deal with chronic pain and phobias. She uses meditation, NLP techniques, and energetic methodologies. She is a fascinating person to talk to. We have a great conversation about how you can apply these methodologies into your life. And we're going to explore that right now here on episode number 135 of Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. So let's get into our conversation with Wendy Friesen from Wendy.com right now. Wendy Frieden, she has a website, uh, Wendy.com, that's W-E-N-D-I.com. And on there, she has tremendous resources that are going to be helpful to you. I'll let her say a lot more about that. But basically, what she is about is a healer and a teacher and a person who is passionate about creating rapid life change for life's difficult problems. And she uses uh, all kinds of therapies and all kinds of things to, to do this, including medical hypnosis. But particularly, she has been focused on issues of, of alcohol freedom and getting over situations of debilitating uh, addictions that people have. Our guest today on Beyond Adversity, welcome, Wendy Frieden. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Weird. Yeah, I just, I love what you're doing. And we had a little talk just before we went on the air. And it sounds like you just have some fascinating things you're working on with the book and 
how you're transforming people's lives too. You know, what's nice about what we do is all these different approaches, each one has a positive effect and it gets a person a little bit closer to being out of their pain or their struggle and mm-hmm. opening their mind to something different. Well, the opening in mind part is so important to that. And the other part you mentioned there is just struggling through things or making, you know, making progress. That's what I'm really all about, mm-hmm. helping people to have the strategies and the encouragement and the tools to make progress. And that seems to be what you are all about in helping people to get through phobias and addictions and all kinds of things. Uh, I, I, in general terms, I like to call it just adversity. But I got a feeling in your life that maybe you got initially got interested in this area of life because of something's happening to you. And I'd be interested in hearing your story a little bit, in particular, some maybe some challenges or adversities you may have faced and, and some of the part of that story. Uh, I, when I was, well, it was uh, 25 years ago now, my tanning salon that I owned was closing down and I didn't want to sign a new lease because I was not making money at it anymore. And I was pretty broke. I had debt and I had two little kids and I was a single mom and things were really bad. And I was scared every day. And I just told people over and over that I can't put one foot in front of the other. I can't take another step. That became my mantra. And I just felt stuck. So I lie, I would just lie on the couch all the time for about three months. I'd pick up my kids from school, get them a hamburger on the way home. And that was kind of my life. I was in a parking lot walking to my car, back to my car. And as I was walking, my feet slowed down and then they stopped. And I was standing there and I didn't understand what was happening, but it had manifested itself that I couldn't put one foot in front of the other anymore. Something I had told so many people, I can't take another step. And I stood there for quite a long time, then had to give myself a little pep talk that all right, you gotta get to your car. So being stuck is a theme for a lot of people. And that moment really represented how my brain made my body manifest being stuck. People feel overwhelmed as I did, because I saw no way out. And it was so bad that at one point it was winter in Northern California and the heat for my house was a big propane tank that was outside. And then I didn't, I hadn't paid the bill because I didn't, wasn't able to but they came and put a big brass lock on it and disconnected the propane and it was winter and we were very cold. So I had no other options than to go out there and figure out if I could break this big brass lock off of the propane tank. I brought a screwdriver and a hammer and a rock. And I went out there and somehow I pried and levered and banged on that lock until it popped open, hooked the gas back up, and lit the pilot lights and had heat. But my eight-year-old son was watching me, which I didn't realize until he looked up and said, mommy, I'm so proud of you. And it was, my heart just sunk because not really what you want as that life has been. So the point was that I, I just was so determined. I just can't keep doing this. And then I found an ad in Sacramento Bee in the classifieds that said a hypnotherapy school started that night. It was six months long. And I went there. I didn't know what hypnotherapy was. And I was fascinated. The things that changed in me from being in that class were phenomenal. And then the work that I've been able to do for 25 years with clients all over the world, it's been so, um, I I don't even have words most of the time. So I'm grateful 
but it's beyond grateful. And out of that now has emerged, not only for you able to serve yourself, but you've developed a whole series of courses and work on your website and various uh, training programs that you're able to be helping other folks. And it all has to do with uh, that change in your brain, doesn't it? That change in your mindset, the change in your outlook and how that uh, comes about. In fact, you, one of the things you like to say, you, you like to teach people how to really use your brain. And I like, I appreciate that because I just think uh, we sometimes sell ourselves short, especially when we get stuck, as you mentioned there in your own life, being stuck on the couch and so on. And, you know, during this time of COVID and all the kind of things we have, a lot of folks have kind of gotten stuck or feeling yeah. blues. And I just really think our conversation today is going to be helpful to some folks to, today who are in that stuck area. So tell us a little bit about, uh, it sounds like you took a bold action to take this uh, class. So tell me about the importance of taking action in your thinking, in your philosophy, uh, not only out of your own life, but what you teach folks to do about uh, yeah. getting get off the couch in your case or whatever it would be. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, I remember how deep I was in this darkness and feeling there's no way out. So all of your people listening, when you're feeling like there's no way out, it is about taking that bold action, whatever it is that just shifts something slightly, but also puts you in a place where there might be opportunities or different ways of thinking, or maybe you just go join um, a group online that is looking at positive things we can do to you know, change our lives. Being in that environment as a hypnotherapist was so enriching and so positive while I was taking the classes that it definitely brought me out of that horrible place that I was in. And so for people who are feeling stuck, it is your bold action and knowing that you got to let go of the fear of failure. And some people have fear of success and some people have trauma in their lives that they can't let go of. But it's got to be just taking that first step. Like when my feet were stuck, somehow I got myself to continue walking. And that's, that's what's so hard for people. But hypnosis is really nice. When you do hypnosis sessions, it changes the way that your inner mind or your subconscious mind thinks about something. So for me, I was only projecting the dismal life that I was living in the hopelessness and powerlessness. When I did a hypnosis session on myself, very early on, I took myself into the future and you go into this imaginary future where I was one year in the future and I was there discovering what had changed. And I was, I'd written a book. I saw the faces of all these really happy people who were my clients and I was making good money, really good money. Now my brain has a totally different mindset that was filled with, it's like a future memory, but my brain holds it as real. And it's filled with confidence and success and the happiness and the gratitude and the love for what I'm doing. So when I come back from that future moment in my mind, come all the way back to the present moment, my brain brings with it that belief that this has already happened. And it makes people operate totally differently. Instead of being pitiful or helpless, you suddenly like, wow. Can the motivation for that change to see the, you know, as the strategy you're talking about to see in the future and bring it back to the present, uh, can it be uh, uh, both a negative thing that happened, you know, so you were, you'd lost your job, you had your, your child, you know, saw you breaking the lock off, the, 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 the gas, all that kind of stuff. 
or can it also be a positive thing where you can, uh, you know, see what can be and tell us what about the process, about the motivations, the impetus, the, the spark that we need to uh, have yeah, awareness so of. Even if, you're, yeah, even if you're feeling like really depressed and hopeless, putting yourself onto this timeline is going to be that spark because I ask people to discover what's happening in their future. So like, I have a recorded program that takes you on this timeline and it's, you use it for any purpose, but I have you discovering at three months what is happening. And then I ask you like, what's the best thing about this? And then at six months, then at one year. So somewhere along the way, there's some little things that are lighting people up going, Oh, Oh yeah. I like that. Okay. And then six months. And that is that spark that says, huh, things are not always going to be so miserable. It seems that there are things changing. But what it does is it makes you take chances, do things differently, reach out, and you do it because you want to, because now your subconscious mind knows that there's this huge prize at the end of this, which is your emotional health, your mental health, your happiness, everything. Mm, That's awesome. That's awesome. This means we have to be very conscious about uh, an inner life, both of our mind and, and, uh, But I also think the inner life, you know, there's an inside out part of that, but there's also a bit of an outside in if we want to be healthy. This is just my take on things, Wendy, and see what you you think. I'm interested in what you think about how uh, drawing on some sort of a higher power, maybe meditation, maybe spirituality, uh, could be religious, it could be spiritual, it could be any number of things. But is there importance of drawing upon something greater than yourself to help this transformation to take place? What you admit to so far is kind of that, you know, that inner life. But uh, tell me about the outside in as well. Yeah, and I do use the words your higher self a lot in my work. If someone is a client and they believe in God, we will use God or whatever their belief system is. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone can relate to a higher self. So let's say I was taking you into that future and then having you bring back all of that. And while you're coming back, your higher self knows what is going to happen next and how to guide you and how to keep you on track, keep you excited. So allow your higher self to bring you this information while you sleep or when you first wake up in the morning and along the moments in your day. So we're putting that higher self in there. And for them, that can be a real awakening too, that, wow, I just woke up with this really great idea. And I feel like I could actually do that, you know, and that's that higher self message. And then what are some uh, resources folks might be able to utilize to help them to make some connection to the, to their higher self uh, practices or things that you can do to, to help to facilitate that manifest that. Oh, I have a great thing that I love to do and it's called the temple of wisdom. And the description of this temple of wisdom is to take you to this place that I sense it to be like up there somewhere But you go to see this temple of wisdom, and this represents like so many things about you currently, what's happening for you. Um, And I have you look at it from the outside. What is it made of? Does it have a color? What kind of materials are there? And I'm not suggesting that this is this beautiful palace. I'm, I'm wanting them to get a realistic view of the condition of their, you know, their own mind. So they go in the temple of wisdom, and they're in the middle, sitting on a pillow, is your sage. It is that higher self waiting to help you. So you sit on a pillow facing your wise sage Mm -hmm. and 
you ask a question and that sage guides you. So now, are these things coming from your own consciousness or are they coming from some higher wisdom? There are some things that people have experienced with the messages from their sage that they're like, wow, I, I had no idea. And they gave them guidance. And you can keep going to that temple of wisdom and you can create this on your own, you know, um, just going there and sitting with that wise sage. And then at the end of it, I say, in the hands of that wise sage, and I don't say that it's a him or a her, mm -hmm. um, in the hands of that wise sage, there's a gift that they're holding for you. Just reach out your hand and receive that gift. And now notice what that means for you. You might feel that it has great meaning. The other thing in the temple of wisdom is what is the condition of it? Is it beautiful and, and light and airy or is it falling apart? Are there parts of it that are kind of, you know, old and funky, which is reflecting the condition of our own psyche. Mm, that's awesome. The temple of wisdom. I love the, uh, the whole aspect is, as you mentioned about the search for wisdom, you know, that's a thing about even in the, uh, Oh, I have a, young uh, son who's 23 but he loves myth like uh, greek and roman mythology and this type of thing and you know the, the the journey the search for the golden fleece or whatever it would be and i think that's a that is a uh, concept that in we're talking about here you know searching for that which brings meaning and and fulfillment in your life and i i really truly believe that almost every person is in this search for fulfillment and when bad things happen, they can get stuck and getting unstuck is the real challenge and the transformative yeah, power yeah, sure. of mind and spirit and so on. And that's what we're talking about here. But now let's talk about, um, so we're talking a little bit about the actions that we got to take to get off the couch, a little bit about the inner life and the outer life, spirituality, the sage and so on and search for wisdom. But a lot of things that happen to people, um, when they, when they have these times of stuck, they feel alone you know, with hopelessness or feeling of meaninglessness often comes a sense of loneliness. Sometimes it's self-imposed. Sometimes you are paying the rear to live with anymore. You know, and people end up getting, you know, mess up their relationships and all kinds of stuff can happen. But yeah. uh, let's, let's talk about positive relationships or how the role that relationships play, especially loving, caring, affirming relationships can have in helping someone navigate uh, through adverse conditions or be in that stuck area. Tell us about how you, in your work, talk about uh, empowering relationships. Yeah, so if it's a relationship like with your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend, we want to use hypnotherapy to help you see it from a different perspective because generally your conversations, if you're having difficulties, are going to come from resistance and the need to be right and it's not going to result in anything healthy. If we can get you to do this in, in a trance state and um, that you are there in front of your partner or spouse, and you're going to have very honest communication. Of course, you're just imagining that you're there with that person, but you're going to let that flow with very honest and gentle and compassionate conversations. And there's questions that you'll ask and you'll get honest responses. And it's not just what you experience in the session, but it also opens you up to having a better conversation and being more open and not resisting or arguing. And it can be um, just a really heartfelt change that people have. So relationships with your kids, you know, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of issues we have with 
kids and we want to open the conversation up in a different way. So if you were to use this process to have an imaginary conversation with your teenager, for instance, and you're listening with a really open heart, really compassionate and just total honesty on both of your sides, you'll learn something about yourself and about your teenager and create a different connection with them and a different style of communicating. That's awesome. Well, you, and then it gives you a different, a, uh, well, uh, alternative to, um, to be this being stuck area often means that we have have our way set and we are not seeing the other person's viewpoint. And what you're uh, sharing here is to put yourself in a state uh, that helps that connection to happen and true transformation yeah. can't, can't happen on, on our, on our own. I don't believe. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It not from our conscious mind because our conscious mind is still hanging on to all the anger and damage and trauma and things in our life. So the, the next step I have people do is I have you go into that body and mind of that person and see through their eyes and feel with their heart and soul and notice what's happening and what the feeling is. When we go into whether it's imaginary or it's our, our higher self allowing this to happen, it is a really opening opportunity to look through a different set of eyes and feel from that perspective. And again, it makes you more compassionate, which is really good in healing our relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, it also makes things a little more, more fun, more productive, more fulfilling in those relationships that we have. If we are, you know, kind of at loggerheads with someone else or, you know, that's not good. And, and sometimes when we are feel alone or upset, we tend to, kind of sabotage relationships as well. And so that's, uh, so you're using our mind in a different sort of way. And I'd like to talk to you for a minute about how you use mindfulness, hypnosis, other things that you, the other strategy you, you use. Uh, I'd like for you to be a little more specific now for just a few minutes here, uh, Wendy, about practices or about habits, disciplines, uh, maybe morning routines or evening routines or whatever. What are some things that people can do? Uh, maybe a little self-hypnosis, whatever it would be, that can be helpful to help us have these transformative aspects. Teach us a little yeah. bit about what you do. You just mentioned when you wake up in the morning, uh, in 2008, when the economy was tanking and things yes. were going very badly for everyone, it was all negative, just like right now. Right. When you wake up... Now, so in 2008, I had this idea. When you wake up now, I'm wondering what kind of thoughts are in your mind at the very beginning of when you wake up. You're still kind of in trance. You're kind of half sleepy. Your brain is ready to do some meditation or mindfulness, but maybe negativity is what you start your day with. So in 2008, because I thought everybody is so worried when they wake up and they're in this valuable space of time to do something positive. So I made these sessions that are only 15 minutes long and they're called wake up happy. So you're to turn it on right away. When you first wake up, put in your earphones or just listen, close your eyes and take 15 minutes to program your day to be something better. And there's different topics. There's eight of them. So one of them um, is to wake up and have a worthiness of wealth. Another one is to wake up and have more confidence and be more adventurous. And another one, this one, when I recorded it, brought tears rolling down my cheeks. It's about gratitude to wake up in the morning and just imagine experiencing gratitude for the people in your lives, 
for the things that you've learned, for the valuable people that you're going to be meeting and experiencing things with and the beautiful conversations. And I have them just taking it out into the world, farther, farther, farther out. And it just, people love that one a lot because <laughs> it just sensitizes you to looking for things in a different way. Instead of just talking about the bad news, you actually are opening yourself to something bigger and more important, which is the gratitude that we can share. And it rubs off on other people too. Yeah. But yeah, the wake up happy, man, that's a total mindset change. So basically just in terms of how it is applied and how you do it, if I was going to do this, I would just uh, if uh, plug in my earphones and listen to a 10 or 15 minute uh, uh, guided meditation or whatever we might call that. Uh, to help us to be either to have gratitude or to be uh, the various aspects here. That's one of the things that we do. Is that what's happening here? Yeah, it is. And understand that when you first wake up for about 15 minutes, you're in trance. So you're already in that alpha state where your mind and your brain is ready to accept and experience something. Mm -hmm. Use that valuable time to decide how your day is going to go. If you're feeling stuck and you haven't been getting much done, let your mind just say, you know, today's going to be a productive day. I can feel it. I'm going to snap out of this and I'm going to feel excited and motivated and just enjoy this process today. That alone is going to have such a huge effect on your day. And, you know, I'm catching myself right now. When I wake up, sometimes I'm looking at the news on my phone and that's not a great thing to put into your brain. When you first yeah, that. well, that's the normal thing a lot of folks do. I have to submit, often does myself included, to wake up and see the you know, weather in the news. And especially the last year, it's the news has been pretty tough to swallow. And yeah. everything else in the world, you know, has been tough to deal with. And so let's, let's go there for a minute. Let's talk about this time that we live in, about how the, some of the things that are tough for people to deal with and how maybe what you teach can be helpful to people. I know, for instance, that uh, one of the things that you focus in on is addiction, alcohol, and so on. And people often use that as a substitute or a way to deal with the pressures yeah. of life, whether it's COVID. You know, I've had members of my own family deal with COVID. I tested positive while back myself. That, that's the kind of stuff that gets your attention. You know, it really does. But uh, how you deal with it can be through artificial means or something else. But tell us a little bit about how what you teach could maybe be particularly helpful right now in this era that we are in right now. Yeah, so the important thing right now, and I just wrote a newsletter about your immune system and what you need to do to support it. Stress and anger and bad news and complaining all of those things create a physical change in your immune system and it really suppresses your immune system. So you're taking all your vitamins, hopefully, and you're eating healthy, nutritious foods and not drinking too much alcohol. But that stress is the thing that will kill you. And right now we need to have our immune systems at the peak that they can be. Now, I don't know if you got sick when you had the COVID. But uh, I, I did not, fortunately. I did not. But <laughs> members of my family did. So, yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you can, by having times during your day of taking some 10 minutes of mindfulness or doing some actual hypnotherapy on yourself, by putting yourself in a different state, is going to change how you react to stress. So there's stress all around us, but we've got to react to it differently. My new way of doing, well, it's not new, new, because I've been doing this a while, but when there's something difficult, it's 
Don't use self-talk that says, oh God, I can't do this. I don't. Or I always screw things up. I, I know I don't have enough you know, resources. Or telling yourself that, oh, geez, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? Stop your self-talk and don't beat yourself up for the self-talk. Just say, huh, that's not who I am. And that's not how I feel anymore. I do know how to handle this. And I know how to find a solution for this. And I'm going to find that. Something that gives you a little direction. Or just say, you know what? I'm really smart and I can't like myself. Anything positive. That negative self-talk talk, hits every cell in your body and it has a profound effect on your immune system. So it kind of goes back a little bit to what you were saying earlier, uh, out of your own initial experience, how you were physiologically stuck about the whole metaphor, not even the metaphor, the reality, putting one step, putting one foot in front of the other. You couldn't do it physically and you had to yeah. break out of that. And so what I've trying to get at with you is that there's something to be said for how our mental state or emotional state or spiritual health does impact us physically, health wise and physiologically. It is all interconnected, isn't it? It's all, it's all related. It is. It is. And why dread something thinking like, Oh no, I have to go do that meeting today. And I know it's not going to go well. I just, I can't stand being with that person or I don't know, someone in your job or whatever. Right. Doing that and dreading it is not helping, obviously, but a lot of us do it and you want to shift it and say, you know, this is going to go better than I expected. This is going to actually be a really productive meeting and I'm going to find some new things to like about that person. Now, what has happened? Your posture changed, your face changed, the chemicals in your brain that go to your body changed. And maybe you even smile when you think that there's no downside to changing it to something like, nope. Today's going to be better than expected. When I was moving to Hawaii, it's been three months that I've been here. It is a very, very difficult process <laughs> because you have to sell all your stuff mm-hmm. and other things. Uh, so I started creating a mindset that every day things are going to turn out better than expected. And then with my son and I, we drove from Colorado to California so I could ship my car from San Jose or Oakland rather at the port. And every day it was, it's going to be better than expected. And with that expectation, it relieved the stress. It made us excited to see what's going to be the cool thing today that happens. And anybody can do that. So think about better than expected when you're feeling like something you dread or things aren't going well. Say today, better than expected. Yeah. Well, the reality is that uh, we choose our state in so many ways and the circumstances are going to happen to all of us, you know, and all kinds of things and how we deal with it makes all, all the difference in the world. And so I'd like for you to speak now to people who may be listening to us who just need a little more of that direction and that guidance and maybe the resources that you may have on your website to be helpful to us. And, and perhaps you can, uh, you know, there's a, uh, you know, for instance, in my ministry, I've talked to several people recently who they, who've had to really deal with some, you know, harsh realities, you know, losing jobs, health related things, death of families, yeah. and which are some hard things to deal with. But let's just say that there is a, a, a woman in her mid to late 40s who's had several things happen to her, losing her job, people in her family being ill with COVID, just some difficult things. 
what are some things that you might share with uh, this person to be helpful in her life to uh, change the pattern, change the story, change the direction? What are some things that she might do practically? And are there some resources at, uh, at wendy.com that you might be able to point her to? Yeah, there's, there are some free things in there. So people could get started and experience it for free. And that's a good way to find out how it affects you and how it feels. So like if you do, there's one called deep trance training, and just to get your body and your mind in the trance to let go of the stress and create a different image or outcome or feeling. And it's a really nice place to start. The thing I like for people to do is the program called Timeline Journey. It takes you into that future, um, into like three months, six months, one year in the future. And my voice is guiding you, asking you to experience these different moments in there and knowing that your higher self is aware of all the things that are coming your way and the changes that are being made. Then there's a past timeline on it and things that have happened in the past that make you blame yourself or blame someone else or that are unfair or you're angry about. You look at those events in your past and you look at them from a distance, disassociated. And so you're not going into the pain, but you're looking at them and my voice is guiding you to have understanding and compassion and let go of some of the either sadness, grief, anger, whatever it is. And that changes the way you feel during the day. The other thing is repetition. If you're having trouble and you're depressed, how many times a day do you take five minutes to just reset, close your eyes and say, things are going to get better. I know they are. This is just a rough spot in my life and they're going to get better. And that's something like I accept all the beautiful gifts from the universe that are coming to me. So now your expectation is different. When I was stuck and I couldn't walk another step, I wasn't doing any of that. My life was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I was doing was repeating that I can't put one foot in front of the other. So think about that. What if you did this every hour for five minutes? I mean, everyone has time. Your life would change in one day. You would see the world differently and your expectations would be different. Mm-hmm. And it's so, free. so instead of saying what you can't put of one foot in front of the other, even if you just simply change it to say, I can put one foot in front of the other. And sometimes it's as simple and profound as that to just switch. Yeah. So there's, there's a phrase that I like to use um, with clients. And it's like, if someone is feeling like really angry and stuck or something, I would say, even though you're feeling very angry right now, there is something different that's going to happen. So we're acknowledging the feelings they're having. If you say it to yourself, that even though I'm feeling completely hopeless, things can change and I will allow it to change and I want it to change. Well, that's awesome. So that means you're not fighting whatever the problem is. You're not saying, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to feel that. So even though I'm feeling that. Yeah. Well, one, one more thing, then uh, we'll uh, bring this to a closer in just a couple of minutes, but I really like to hear the good news stories, the success stories of people, especially you've been working in this area for some years now, you've said, and I know that you've had some success working with groups with individuals, but uh, tell us about an individual who had some working that you worked with, who had some really profound transformation in his or her life and uh, how that came about. And tell us that story a little bit. There are so many. 
it's and and people email me even from my recorded programs all the time and say you actually saved my life you really seriously saved my life whoa so the one that comes to mind that is in my heart the one that i am so so grateful to have experienced was with a woman named martha when she was about 60 years old and she had been unresponsive for three years so she lived at her house her two adult daughters took care of her and she was in a hospital bed in her house and nothing moved in her face her eyes could blink, but her eyes couldn't move anywhere. And nothing else moved in her body. Her hands were clenched tight and couldn't move her fingers. So the first day I went there, did a session with her. I simply described what I saw in my mind. And I took her to this meadow where there was a little creek. It was just a nice cold creek. And I had her imagine putting her toes in that creek because I wanted her to start feeling something. And there was a path that these two little girls came down the hill on the path. They sat on this blanket and I described the blanket and they started making daisy chains with these little flowers that as young people, we always did. And there were some other things there that I saw and described. After I was done with that first session, her two daughters who were in the room, they said, how did you know? That's exact place that we went with mom and we made daisy chains and that's the blanket we sat on and that creek that's right there. So anyway, the second time that's, I came over. That's, that's pretty cool in and of itself, that, that somehow <laughs> that, that connection was happening. That's awesome. Yeah. And so we're not to the miracle yet, but okay, go ahead. Uh, second, second week I went there. And when I walked in, her eyebrows lifted. When I walked in her room, the next week she smiled. It was a little smile, but still her face suddenly was working. I got her fingers to soften so they could be moved. So they weren't all clenched. And I talked about Play-Doh and colors of Play-Doh on each of her fingers, and they were all soft. Now I had her lift a finger for the yes and lift a finger for no so her daughters could ask her questions, and she was in there. She was still completely in there. So doctors couldn't find anything wrong with her. Um, so the, this continued for many months that I kept going there. And I got her entire body to be flexible enough that they could sit her up and even put her in a wheelchair and take her for walks. <laughs> and she That's wasn't awesome. verbal at all, but they could communicate and do things with her. So there was some quality of life. And then she, oh, one of the daughters called me a few months later. I hadn't seen Martha for a while, but called me and said, she's got an infection in her whole body. And she's on a breathing tube. And they said, when they take it out tomorrow, she's going to die, but she's not going to know how to breathe. Because, you know, she got a multiple, multiple problems. So I went to the, the emergency room the next day and I sat with Martha and I was just right there in her ear. And I said, Martha, you know how to breathe. You've always known how to breathe. It's so easy. <gasps> and remember when you were born, the first thing you did, the first thing you knew how to do was take that big, big breath <gasps> and you're going to breathe. So I was doing this. It had been going on for about 15 minutes. And this man walks in the room, who is a nurse or an orderly, walks in, listens to what I'm saying, and he says, she's not going to breathe. She's going to die when they take it out. You and I know that that's not true. You are going to breathe. And so I went home um, a couple hours, three hours later, 
when they took the tube out, her daughter called me and said, she's breathing. She took this biggest breath when they took the tube out and she's doing well and she's breathing. Wow. Hmm. That is awesome. She was my, yeah, she was definitely my miracle client. There was everybody had given up on her because they said there's nothing wrong with her. Yeah. Well, people need miracles these days and they can come in all kinds of forms. Sometimes they're through medical science. Sometimes they're through spiritual development. Sometimes they're through really connecting with the physiological connection with the emotional, the mental and relationships are all helpful. And you provide a lot of help and uh, nurture and care for people. And so Wendy, how can people find out more about you and your website and what you have to offer to them? Yeah, um, if you go to wendy.com and spell Wendy with an I instead of a Y, you'll find a lot of courses there. And like I said, there's some that are free so that you can get started. But you might have um, something that's a really difficult problem in your life and you find a solution for it. And some of my things are only like $10, $20. Um, some of them are a little more depending on how big the, the program is. But if you could just end your insomnia, like I know people are lying awake these days and they're so worried about everything. Just get the insomnia program and sleep deeper at night. And then also when you listen to that before bed, it says, if you do wake up during the night, you'll just roll over. And when your cheek touches a pillow, you'll fall right back to sleep. And people do hardcore insomniacs say, I am amazed I'm sleeping through the night from day one. So just listen to it while you're falling asleep. If you get into insomnia, you're going to get rid of so many terrible things that are happening in your body, like your brain. You've got to have really good deep sleep to get your brain to cleanse itself at night mm-hmm. and the stress and just everything. So yeah. if you're having insomnia, of so, course. A great place to start, insomnia, yeah. sleep, sleep, the restorative power of sleep. And what we're talking about yes. is is restoration and uh and transformation. And I know that's really what you're all about. That's what I'm about is, and you are an expert on how to make rapid and massive changes in your mind and your body and your spiritual life and uh, transformation. And we're looking forward to how your resources and what you're about can be helpful. Our guest today, and we thank you for being here with us, Wendy Friesen, her website, wendy.com, W-E-N-D-I.com. Our guest today here on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. Thank you, Wendy. Now, wasn't that a fascinating conversation we had with with, uh, Wendy Friesen from wendy.com? I hope you heard a lot of the the things that she is working on right now and how the methodologies and the things she's working on with uh, PTSD and migraines and other conditions that people have can be addressed through things like hypnosis and NLP and energetic methods and uh, integrating the spiritual life as well and all these things. And so change does not have to be altogether a gradual thing. It can be a rather uh, prompt process. Love to hear what she also talked about by addressing uh, addiction issues. Such a problem, isn't it? Because so many, so many of us have chosen to try to deal with adversity through uh, the crisis of addiction, of uh, chemicals or other addictive uh, practices that, that have impacted us. And those are destructive, we know. We are here at Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller to not be destructive, but to be constructive to your life. You can head over to our website, 
drbradmiller.com. Find lots of episodes of Beyond Adversity, the podcast which is talking to experts and leaders and authors who have navigated adversity in their life and come out to a better place. We are all about helping you to navigate adverse conditions like a a death in the family, depression, disease, uh, having debt in your life, all these things, and come out to a place we call the promise given life, the promised place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. We're here to be helpful to you at drbradmiller.com. We've got a free gift for you there as well, so head over there. We are here uh, every week with great stories and great lessons and great teaching here on Beyond Adversity. We hope you join us next time. Until then, this is Dr. Brad Miller encouraging you to keep your promises because there's power in a promise kept.